How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Devin the Bear. Uh, lots of exciting stuff that happened this past weekend, from boxing to MMA to bare knuckle MMA. Uh, lots of great things, lots of uh, news to discuss. So we're just gonna go hop right into it with the PFL fights from last Thursday. It was uh, we saw Tom Lawler uh, to get a submission win for his last fight in his professional career. Yep. Uh, he decided to retire, and um, I mean it's probably a good bet for him. But it was great to see somebody like Tom Lawler come out, you know, uh, get his last win uh, with a great back and forth fight. Yeah, he said he wanted to go out on top, uh, or at least go out on a win, and he did that. I think he looked good. He was pretty dominant, and he got the submission. Um, so it was, it was cool to see him win. It was sad to see him put his gloves down in the middle of the cage, but it's good good performance to do that on. Yeah, and better than a loss. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, what's I? I think I was gonna be, he's gonna continue with his pro wrestling career as yeah, well. Yeah, which that's cool. Do you know yeah. what organization he wrestles for? No, no, no idea. So I know he travels a lot doing it. So uh, he enjoys doing it. He's got a love for it. He actually used to be on uh, Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer's podcast. Oh, that's cool. He would, he would do some show. He would do a couple uh, guest spots on there, which I thought was really cool. Dave Meltzer is a um, a uh, legend in the sport. I mean, it will in the entertainment business when it comes to pro wrestling. He's been around for a really long time. Um, he's more of a wrestling critic and is an uh, analyst. He had he always had the news and all that kind of stuff. If uh, to call, I used to really enjoy listening to Dave Meltzer, and he watches uh, UFC also. Sometimes yeah. he'll discuss fights. And uh, so the other prelim fight that was on the PFL card was Carlos Antonio Jr. versus Vinny Magalhaes. Uh, ended Antonio in, Carlos Jr. Antonio Carlos Jr. He it, uh, ended in a no contest from an eye poke, which sucks to see because we were finally going to see Vinny Magalhaes back. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just uh, real unfortunate to see that uh, eye poke cause the end of that. But I'm sure he'll be back. He's he, I mean, uh, Vinny has always kind of had his foot in the door with all types of careers. Pats when it came to either fighting or jujitsu or something, you know. Yeah. So he always looks good in jujitsu competitions yep. until he goes against um, Gordon Ryan. Yeah, or uh, <laughs> Craig Jones. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you've never seen it before, go look up Craig Jones versus Vinny Magalhaes. They had a match last year. I think it was under. Chel Sonnen's organization. I think it's Submission Underground, right? Yeah. And um, Craig Jones and the, the whole team of John Donahue's, like all of his protégés and all of his uh, students, they go for leg locks. They go for them quick, and they'll snatch your fucking ankle, get you in a knee bar, anything. I mean, they're they're quick on it. And um, Craig Jones ended up twisting uh, Vinny Magalhaes' ankle pretty much in a complete 360. It was a very, very rough um, submission that he didn't even tap to. I think um, – I forgot what ended up happening, but eventually – so, uh, the match ended up getting uh, put to the, the ended up ending, but uh, it was it was a good match to see. I like Craig Jones, so it was always entertaining. So for the main card, though, we had uh, UFC vet Chris Camozzi defeat Carlos Vajero by uh, decision in a fight that I didn't expect to go that way. Caesar yeah. Ferreira, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Caesar Ferreira. Um, yeah, Chris Camozzi came out and looked good, and yeah. I. I'll be honest, I didn't expect that, especially after his last performance. Um, he just didn't show us that he was a killer any, anymore. Yeah. Uh, so him coming into this fight, he's a lot more aggressive uh, and active. So that was cool for him. Uh, he got the decision win. Uh, Cesar Faye is no joke. Uh, I think, though, that Cesar Faye is in the um, semifinals and Camozzi is not. So mm. it didn't matter, ultimately. But good for him yeah Cesar Ferreira was just he was coming in man and he was looking sharp uh he had that first round knockout in like 37 seconds in his last fight um it sucks to see uh, him lose and then Chris Camozzi still isn't in the semifinals you know he's on the top yeah. four bracket but um yeah he he dropped him a couple times as well he had him yeah, it was pretty a good hurt. fight it was very back and forth uh looked good for both of them yeah so uh and then we had well, it's uh, the fight after Emiliano uh, Sorti. He defeated Dan Spawn by decision, two light heavyweights. And that was a pretty fun fight as well. Uh, those guys were just thrown down. There's a lot of headbutts, but it's just because uh, they were opposite stances. Usually when you see opposite stances, there's going to be a clash of heads whenever someone's going for their um, their backhand strike, if they're going for like a right straight or a left straight. And uh, we saw them both just kind of grind out toward, towards the towards the end of the fight I mean, they were both pretty tired after the fight too they were really working for whoever wanted to 
be put to the next level when uh, Emiliano, he actually um, clinched that spot. Yeah. Um, I think, I think uh, Dan Spawn might need to uh, find something else to do with his time. <laughs> uh, he's a good fighter, but he's not a great fighter. And that's kind of been the story of his career. Right. So no hate on the guy. I like him, but it's just not looking good for him in the he, MMA He world. stays very busy. He's like, he's a correctional officer. He's a family yeah. man. I mean, um, but whenever you're facing guys at such an elite <laughs> level as even just the PFL, you have to fully dedicate all your time to this if yeah. you want to do something with it. Uh, it's it's pretty remarkable to me to see him, uh, to see Dan spawn still be able to have such a busy life and keep up with a fighter's lifestyle as yeah. well. He was actually on the uh, Ultimate Fighter season, Edgar versus Penn. And even then, I mean, that's whenever he, he had gotten noticed and stuff. But so we'll just see what's next for uh, for Emiliano Sorti. The semifinals are coming up for mm. the light heavyweight division. So Yeah, and with, the, with that, the um, final, semifinalists are Antonio Carlos Jr., and Emiliano Sorti are set up to fight, and then Cesar Fajaya is set up to fight Martin Hamlet. Um, I think both of those fights on paper should be great, especially yeah. the uh, Cesar Fajaya and Emiliano Sorti fight. <coughs> um, I th- I think Cesar Fajaya gets the win on that fight, but yeah, I think so we'll too. See. And um, so the co-main event we had Ray Cooper the third take on uh, Nikolai. Alex Shakian, and uh, that was a decision win for uh, Cooper. It was a good fight, yeah. though. Uh, the first yeah. fight, the first round, I gave it to uh, Nikolai. I thought Nikolai took that first round, but uh, Cooper came out and he was able to match the pace, uh, land the better striking. It was obvious that he had the better striking once that second yeah. round started, and then he was able to uh, wrestle with Nikolai. When you see a last name like uh, like Alex Shakian, you just kind of know he's probably going to wrestle with him. And so it, yeah. I think when he had tried to though, uh, Ray Cooper was able to stuff a lot of those takedowns. He was yeah. able to, and he, then he was able to t- take him down. You could tell he didn't expect Ray Cooper to be as good at wrestling as he is. Yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, Ray Cooper's good at anywhere. He's uh, a phenomenal athlete. Second so. generation MMA fighter. So. Yeah. Any any amount of uh, athleticism, he's going to be able to meet you at. Yeah. So, as long as he's got the work ethic, which he does, mm-hmm. he's going to be good at anything he does. And for the main event, we saw Gleason T-Bell uh, defeat... Roy McDonald by decision and a really fucking controversial yeah. decision. This was no one agreed with it except for Glayson T. Bell. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Roy McDonald even uh, retweeted Verdict's uh, global scorecard where it had him winning. Yeah, and he just was like, "Yeah, enough said. I don't know what else I'm supposed to do." He said, "It's not our fault if the judges can't get the fight right." We shouldn't have to live in fear of it going to the judges because the judges can't do their job right. Yeah. We should just have to go in there and fight, and that's it. I feel like it's been a little while since we've seen such a controversial decision as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just with that, because I remember watching that fight. The first round, there's a bad eye poke by Rory McDonald, and then there's a cup shot by Gleason Tebow. And the second round, which, I mean, I don't see why you would take a point in the first round. I don't think they did. And um, so, but I still gave that round to Rory though. Uh, Glayson was able to kind of uh, have these quick flurries in and out yeah. with him, and he's successful with them. But I still thought Rory was getting the better of the fight. The second round was just all Rory McDonald. Third round, we saw another eye poke from Rory, which I feel like that would make it if the ref decided to take a point, which he didn't, it would make it a nine-nine round, which is still a majority decision for uh, Rory McDonald. I don't, I don't really see where Glayson won that fight. Yeah, um, I think they just he he looked to be a lot more active and he be be the aggressor throughout the fight. Yeah. So I guess that's all the judges paid attention to. I don't I don't know. <sighs> I mean, but it's it's one of those things where it's like it's not the it's not the late two thousands anymore. Well, to, yeah, you know, this is like it's twenty twenty one, and uh, I feel like with that, it's like back then, like the like two thousand nine and shit like that. Like you would see guys who were the aggressor, but they weren't doing anything with it, and they would win the fight. Yeah. You know, um, it was kind of like with the reminds me of Diego Sanchez versus Martin Kamen. Uh The entire time, Martin Kamen is just piecing up Diego Sanchez, who's the Diego Sanchez, obviously the aggressor, but he's getting beat up the entire time, and then he wins by uh, decision. You know, and it's um, 
I don't know who was judging those fights, but uh, who was judging that fight? But they probably should really reevaluate their judging because that's just very once it was a one sided fight for most of the fight, you know. Yeah. So. Um, but that gets to the um, welterweight semifinals, which saw uh, earlier in that night uh, you had Joel Zeferino get a submission win and Magomed 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 Karamov get a win. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're both going to fight each other in the semifinals, and then Roy McDonald's going to fight Ray Cooper the third in the semifinals. Really? And I feel like that's the championship fight right there. They should have like that, that fight. Yeah. I feel like they should have – That that's the fight that is going to be the most exciting fight. Yeah. I really think that. I wish they would have held that fight off for the finals. Yeah. But we're just getting a gift early. That's all. Yeah. Hey, it's all good. It works itself out. Um, so uh, other news uh, – I. Th- What's that to talk about? We saw Anderson Silva make his pro boxing. Well, not really his debut, but his return to pro boxing. Yeah. A lot of people didn't know that he already had. He was, uh, I want to say he was 2-1. Four, and one. I think 4-0. 4-0? Oh. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, I know he does have one loss. He has one? Yeah. He uh, he retired in the corner. Oh, okay, okay. And um, so he fought Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. And uh, it was a very, just a unanimous fight for yeah. Anderson Silva. We got to see Anderson Silva do his uh, taunting and... Pointing yep. and just that vintage Anderson Silva yeah. stuff. It's still that there. People love so much. People forget that, you know, this was his background. That's what he started yeah. and was boxing. Yeah, I didn't understand the, um, sorry, I didn't understand the doubt in Anderson mm. f- with everybody. Is it, it, This is what he did. He yep. did this before MMA. He did it before kickboxing. Like, this mm. is what he does. He's good at boxing. Yeah. He just had respect <clears> for the <throat> martial arts. That's all it really is. And it, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, he just went in there and, uh, dude, uh, I was pretty disappointed who is Chavez Jr. Cause so this uh, fight card was dedicated to his father who his, who is Chavez is still alive and actually has an exhibition match coming up, um, at 58 years old, I believe. Yeah. And so he, a scary. Uh, yeah, a little scary. And so who's that? So, uh, who is Cesar Chavez Jr. Shows up and he misses weight by two pounds and he ends up getting fined a hundred thousand dollars for it. And then on top of that, he he goes in there and he he loses a very uh, one sided decision. It wasn't like a very dominant performance by uh, Anderson Silva, but it was obvious that Anderson was the winner. Yeah. You know, and I think whenever that happens, man, it just you know you should. It just it's just embarrassing to see your dad is a boxing legend, you know, and he's he put his life on the line every time he stepped into the fight. Julio it, it, Chavez was a great boxer. He's a bad motherfucker, dude. Like he just went in there and just did his thing win or lose and uh whenever you miss weight on hit on the card that's dedicated to your dad and you lose it's like man fuck like you couldn't even get one of these things right yeah, like it's uh, not a good look no not at all but i mean who chavez jr is just kind he's of never always, had a good look never never no he's um he's just always kind of been just under his dad's shadow but when he tries to get out of it he'll do certain things he'll quit in fights um He's just too worried with outside things to be a boxer as much as he wants to be. And I think it showed, especially in that first round, uh, he just looked like he was just in there. He didn't look like he was in the best shape, which he is more of a natural 160-pound fighter. He weighed in at 184, supposed to weigh in at 182. And so, I mean, it's just something that I think he should consider if he wants to keep doing this or not. Because now this is a loss. This is a professional boxing match as well. This was an exhibition. So it just... I don't know. It's just not a good look. Looking yeah. good. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> yeah, we saw uh, Nauya Inouye, uh, Bantamweight champion. He defended his belt this past Saturday with a third-round stoppage. And uh, I can't remember the name of the boxer he fought, but he fucked that dude up for three yeah. rounds. It was just uh, nonstop body shots. He dropped him. Uh, he, but going into the, the third round, he dropped him three times but in, th- like, uh, in the third round, like pretty much a drop each round. And uh, right now, which is even more impressive when I was looking into this guy, is just he's on some boxing pound-for-pound rankings. He's ranked number two. And uh, number one is uh, Canelo Alvarez. And you said he's 21, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. 21 years old, and you're considered at least the second best boxer in the world. But guys like Tyson Fury, Earl yeah. Spence Jr., t- um, Terrence, Crawford. Terrence Crawford. That's freaking nuts. So I know ESPN's boxing um, boxing pound for pound rankings has Terrence Crawford above him. But uh, yeah, dude, this guy is. Which I, I agree with that. Just yeah. looking at the records, um, they're all undefeated, but uh, he has less fights than Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford. So I don't, I don't know. 
Yeah. I think that's weird to put them above them. But even still top three is so impressive, though. Yeah. You know? I mean, top I mean, five is crazy impressive. Yeah. When you're 21. Yeah. I mean, it's, this guy is just, he has power. He's fast. He's just able to mix it up real well. And then, what's that? Was it Friday whenever the Game Bear Promotions debuted? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of familiar faces. The main event was Jason Knight and uh, Charles Felony Bennett. Uh, I really wanted Charles Bennett to win. I'm such a big fan of him. He's yeah. just so fun. But Jason Knight was just the better fighter. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed that Jason Knight didn't stand up with him much. I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him. he got dropped quick yeah, in that fight. Charles Bennett's crazy. He used to be called Crazy Horse. That yeah. was his thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just it was a good fight. A little bit of stand up. Charles Bennett was winning it, and then it went to the ground and. Um, Jason Knight got a submission win. What's crazy is I was looking at it, and uh, on his bare knuckle record, it's not on his bare knuckle record; it's on his MMA record. Because bare knuckle MMA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, I think it's pretty cool what they're doing, though. Uh, but it's it's they're doing they did it in Biloxi, Mississippi, because I think it's one of the few states that has it legalized. Yeah. And if you don't know what Game Bread uh, Promotions is, it's Game Bread for Jorge Masvidal. Game Game Bread that is his organization. Um, my only issue with it is I wish it was in backyards. Yeah. Like, do it how you started. Wouldn't that be so cool? It would be cool. Um, televise it. Make it free to watch. Get a ton of sponsors. Street views. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, there was a lot of good uh, fighters on there. Brock Weaver is a really good fighter who's coming up. Native American fighter. Um, he looked really good. And there's a few other f- names that will be pretty familiar to some uh, hardcore fans um so it's definitely worth checking out um in other news uh Luis Pena the violent Bob Ross was arrested for uh robbery and battery yep um just as he came off coming off his win not too long ago and don't know where he's gonna go now uh I haven't seen any updates I don't know if he's out on bond or if he's gonna be doing time i don't know yeah but that sucks it does it fucking a suck. really bad choice uh yeah i don't know what he did speak out about it and said that he hasn't been open but he's had some mental struggles and stuff yeah uh which i know he's talked about before like isn't isn't the first time he's talked about yeah. it but you know you you still can't can't do those things. Yeah, no. Everybody, everybody knows that. And it's like if you know that you're having a uh, mental struggle, then get the help. Put you yourself. Know? If you're not going to go out and get help, at least put yourself in a uh, environment where you're not going to go out and do stuff like that. Yeah. Like Anthony Johnson. Yeah. Um, when he started getting in his troubles back oh, yeah. in the day, um, like hey, you know there are there are people surrounding you in the in the ufc in your gym like you don't have to go to environments that might make you angry to where you might hit the wrong person yeah or a different gender it's yeah (laughs) yeah but uh yeah man it sucks to see it i hope whatever happened um he gets the help he needs uh hope the people that he he assaulted and broke in their house i'm hoping they're okay as well um because i feel like you know as much as we're fans of mma we have to also you know have like hope the best and have um i don't know what the right word is but like it's like it's like we have to um hope the best and respect the victims you know i mean this guy broke in someone's house and he assaulted them so i'm hoping that justice is served in the way that it's beneficial for everybody Yeah, that's what i'm saying if he i don't know if he's doing time or not but yeah he might yeah i mean that's that's a serious fucking that's a felony Mm -hmm. you know i mean that's not a misdemeanor or anything that's a serious charge and uh him being an mma fighter is not going to make that any better no it never has never unless well i mean if you're a war machine it's just well he also fucking almost killed somebody yeah, he didn't. He was gonna see time. Yeah, he's seeing life. Yeah, what, Lee Murray. The Lindsay. is that the guy that did the huge heist? Yeah, Lee Murray's the guy that did the yeah, huge heist. That was crazy. He, he knocked out uh, Tito Ortiz. Yeah, in a bar fight and shit. Um, yeah, he was he was trying to get away with like, is it two hundred thousand? It was it's like two, like two million. Two million. Like that. It was like oh, the, it was it, a lot of money. It was like the biggest heist in uh, British history. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how long he's seeing in time for. But who knows? I think he gets out pretty soon. I want to say he does. You think he goes goes back to his old gym? Uh, hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> Haven't seen you all in a while. Or more, you know? Oi, bro, what's going on? <laughs> what's up, me mandem? Fucking dude. Um, I would like to see what. I mean, I don't know when he gets out though. I'm really curious, but. Yeah, man. I mean, we'll just see what's up, though. And um, so, the UFC, Vegas 29. Yep. A uh, lot of really good fights. I feel like um, every one of them was exciting. Some of them were more exciting if you're a fan of one particular fighter in the fight. Yeah. But I feel like they were all really good fights. I thought so, too. Um, in the prelims, you had um, this one has caused some controversy. Casey O'Neill choked out... Um, how do you say what I say? Le- Who's that? Lacapio. Um. Uh, yep. Um. She choked her out with a rear naked choke. Uh. In the thir- late in the third round, and uh, she was unconscious. So Casey O'Neill pushes her off. Yeah. And gets up and uses her feet to kind of push her off, and walks away. Uh. And everybody had a problem with that, but it's like, eh, what? What do you expect them to do? Yeah. They have an unconscious body on them. You know, you got to push it off and then move away. Yeah. Um, the ref wasn't going to do it, so. Who, who else did that? Uh, that's what we talked about, too. Is like GSP did it to Michael Bisbing. Yeah. The way he just rolled him off of him and put his hands in the air. And uh, Uriah Faber's done it when he choked out a guy before. Yeah, uh, like it's just what that's what you do. Yeah. You talked about Derek Lewis and when he knocked out Curtis Blades and Curtis Blades fell on him, he just shoved him to the side. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're unconscious. Mm-hmm. He's just, okay. You don't just let them lay <laughs> on you. Like, that's weird. That's like, that's no bullshit. Like, like Derek Lewis says, he's okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's just, it's a hard position. Yeah, you do have to be a little careful with the unconscious body on top of you, you know, who's trying to, but they're going to wake back up, hopefully. Yeah, and, and um, it's not like she, like, threw the girl off of her. She just yeah. kind of, like, pushed and then was like, I think the only time it looked bad was just the way she grabbed her head whenever she was pulling her head away from her to move her body. She just, like, put both of her hands on the side of her head like a fucking great Kali, like, head crush. Like, remember when he used to do that yeah. shit? And she just, like, pulled it to the – pushed it to the side. I mean, get off. What's that? I mean – Wake it, up and get off. What are you doing? <laughs> what's it called? Uh, but, but, yeah, no, man. She looked just, great, though. Yeah. Um, that fight was a tough fight, and – a lot of it was on the ground, and she ended up getting the submission win, even though she didn't always have the dominant position on the ground. Uh, she had, like, nearly a crucifix several times. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a good fight. She looked good. I don't really have an issue with her pushing an un- unconscious body off of her. I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that. Now, if you're shoving them off in complete disregard, that's one thing. But, no, yeah. she's just trying to get it off like, of her. Like that one dickhead that the get back her off of her. That guy? Remember that? The scene. front flip and yeah. yeah, he jumped on his spine. He yeah. really technically didn't even knock him out. Like yeah. he knocked him, the guy knocked himself out. Yeah, see that's just too far. He got disqualified for that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, Another pre or what were you gonna say? Uh, I was just gonna move to the next one. Another prelim fight. Uh, it was um, Hanako Murata and Virna Jandiroba, and I feel like that was a great fight. The first round was amazing. Yeah. Um. Vina looked great. Her her striking looks very improved. And then it, she pulled guard, and Murata just started landing heavy strikes. And Vina got a hold of an arm, and Murata looked. She did exactly what you're supposed to do. And it was a really, really tight arm bar. Uh, she stayed on top, and at one point, her uh, two seconds left in the first round. She yeah. leans on her elbow, and it kind of pops a little bit. And I don't know who all has caught that yet. I think a lot of people haven't seen it yet, but we caught it. Yeah. Here at Devin the Bear, <laughs> we caught it. Uh, and um, going into the second round, I kind of, we, like, we, we talked about it, and we kind of noticed that Murata's arm is just kind of limp. Yeah. And she's just kind of bouncing around with a bit of a limp arm. And then she throws a strike. And I think that it made it things even worse. And after that strike with her left arm, she, her arm just stays at she her head. She got kicked in the arm too. Yeah. Um, yeah. She got kicked in the face too. Cause yeah. she couldn't lift her arm. Yeah. Uh, her arm got jacked up somewhere. Uh, and the whole second round is her with her left arm at her hip and Vina just piecing her up. 
and the doctor stops it after the second round. But she fought that whole round with a, a, something that's wrong with her arm. I don't know if it was dislocated or broken, but yeah. it looked dislocated. It did look dislocated. Yeah, it looked broken. You see the joint. Um, but it looked bad. It yeah. looked real bad. And uh, yeah, it was just it's tough to see. But I mean, she held it in there as much as she could, though. Even yeah. though she knew, I, I know that arm had to be bothering her a lot. But doctors noticed it. Um, they were going at the end of the second round, and then they ended up calling the fight. And uh, it was really hard to watch because you know she wanted to keep going. Yeah, and she starts crying, and it's really sad. Uh, but like, hey, your health matters too. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you, she'll live to fight another day. Uh, yeah. if, it, if it's dislocation, then she'll be back a lot sooner than expected. It's probably just harder for her because I'm sure she doesn't fight in the – she doesn't live in the U.S. Yeah, so, so she didn't get to fight super often. I think she did fight sort of recently, though. So yeah. So she fights – she makes she, she fights makes often. It as, as often as she can. Yeah. So um, – but either either way, though, then we saw Chaos Williams uh, pick up a decision win over yeah. Matthew uh, Simmelsberger. I almost said, I almost said uh, Schmiegelsberger. I don't know why. <laughs> Wow. Which, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a really good fight. You had Simmelsberger, I think, landing the better shots. Um, mm-hmm. But Chaos Williams was just pushing, landing more shots. Um, the other word I was thinking was Smegmasberger. But it was an entertaining fight. Chaos Williams just looked, you know, a bit more complete. Yeah. Um, but Simmelsberger came to throw down. That's what he did. It was a great fight. Yeah. Uh, Cass Williams got the decision win. Yeah. And after that, you got uh, Matt Brown knocking out uh, Diego Lima cold. He has now knocked out both of the Lima brothers. He fought uh, Douglas? Yeah. Really? Yeah. In 2007 or 8? Are you fucking serious? Yeah. That's insane. He's knocked them both out. I did not know that. Um, so it, it went, the first round was really good. I thought that it was going to be a first round knockout. But um, I had it picked for a second round knockout on the verdict app because I was like, mm, I think uh, I think Douglas is good and he's going to stay away. Um, I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. But that's what Matt Brown likes. He likes for you to back up. Yeah. That way he can push you into the cage. And that's exactly what he did. He has long uh, reach. Too. And Diego, uh, Diego has long reach too, remember? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but Matt Brown ended up getting um, backed against the cage, and as he was coming forward, they got an exchange. He just lands a nice hook straight to the face and put him out cold. It was dirty. And then he walks up to the camera, and he says, how's that for 40? Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah, man. He's been doing it for a very long time, man. I didn't expect it. I thought Matt Brown was kind of on his way out, which I still think he kind of is. Towards he the, he the is. I mean, he is. I don't know if this sets him up for like some sort of title run, but. Imagine. He fucking goes in there and out wrestles like Gilbert Burns and shit. Outstrikes Stephen Wonder. He has a win over Stephen Wonder. Yeah, I was about to say he already he already beat Stephen Thompson. Yeah, he has uh, a win. that was that was on his like pretty much his road towards the title run, and then before he lost to Robbie Lawler. I think he could beat Leon Edwards. You think he could? As much as I like Leon Edwards, I think he's too slow of a starter. Yeah, you mm. can't do that against Matt Brown. Yeah, Matt Brown. If he touches you, you're gonna feel it. I think Leon Edward gets touched in the first round and gets knocked out. I mean, we saw him get knocked out. That was in the fifth round. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was in the fifth round. Leave him alone. <laughs> Diaz <laughs> fan. Shit, whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, Matt Brown looked amazing. Uh, I'm so happy for him. Uh, Lima will be back. He'll be back. Uh, Matt Brown, this is his time, though. He's going to go out looking good. This is... Um, so I wanted to ask you this, and I know I kind of did the other day, but it's, it has nothing to do with the card. But so Douglas Lima is a head coach at a gym, right? Do you feel like this kind of uh, deteriorates his brand as a head coach if he's still fighting and going out there getting knocked out like that? I don't. Um, I think a lot of times there are coaches who have fought and had pro careers, and they're very spotty, mm-hmm. but I think they're great coaches. Yeah. Um, everybody recognizes that Mike Brown is an amazing head coach. Yeah. But, you know, you look at his career and he had a lot of losses towards the end. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. Dan- Dwayne Ludwig, he had a lot of losses towards the end. Yeah. Um, Travis Luter, he's got losses. I-, I don't think it makes you look bad. I-, I think they're separate things. And I think the people that matter can separate those two. And they'll know. Yeah. Um, 
it's not like having like if Chuck Liddell was your head coach. Yeah. And the way he goes out there and fights, it's kind of like, is that what he tells you to do? Don't do that. <laughs> uh, Mike Brown, Diego Lima, they're not going to go in there and tell you to fight like them. I'm also not claiming that Chuck Liddell would tell you to fight like him. I'm just saying if that, like in, in that situation, if yeah. he told people to fight like he does and then he goes out there and does it and gets knocked out, that's not a good look. Right. But Diego Lima doesn't coach like that. And I think everybody knows that Mike Brown doesn't coach. Like everybody knows that. So Diego Lima, I think it's fine. And I also don't think that, um, he's going to go out there and keep getting knocked out. Right. He'll get back on track. He'll be back. Um, Matt Brown is just, you know, the immortal. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> but yeah. So, um, I just thought about that, but yeah, we saw, um, Bruno Silva win by a ground and pound knockout over Wellington Silva. Dirty one. It was nice, man. It was rough. Uh, it was Bruno Silva. Was it the first round, right? Yeah, it was first yeah. round. Um, Bruno Silva was on top and guard, and he just started throwing some left hooks, and the first couple of ones landed, so he started throwing them a little heavier, and they just caught him right on the chin and put him to sleep. Yeah, and it took um, Termin a long time to get up after yeah. that knockout. It was a rough knockout. Um, Beef Wellington. Yeah, I wish he would go by Beef Wellington. Uh, and he's a big dude. He is he's a big beefy. fucking guy. Yes, dude, it makes sense. Beef Wellington, but yeah. he's Brazilian. It's so just, he'll probably try to find something cooler. It, it would be, Who knows? It'd be incredible. But uh, yeah, man, just another good knockout. Then um, I don't know. There's a, this card was just really underappreciated. I feel like uh, it was when I went back and watched these fights. I was like, this is a fucking good fight. Like this yeah. is a good fight card. Um, I also feel like with this fight card too, though, I feel like um, with how much I, I, it's kind of a strong word to use, but like disappointed in last week's fight card. Like, this one delivered that. It's like, okay, this is why yeah, I enjoy watching I think this so, shit, too. You know? Um, because, again, even the fights that did go to decision, they were great fights. Yeah. So, you know, and some of them more if you're a fan of one fighter in particular. But right. I don't feel like any of the decision fights, I don't feel like there was ever a fighter who was completely out of the fight. I feel like they were always there, um, and they looked good up until the end. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to bring up the next fight. This is one of the decision fights. Cheeto Vera and uh, Davy Grant. Marlon Vera. Uh, Marlon Vera, uh, he just was the better fighter. Yeah. Um, and Davy Grant couldn't keep up. And even in his rematch, I mean, it showed that because Davy Grant's been knocking people the fuck out yeah. since they've last fought. But, and he's great on the ground. Yeah. And he's a solid dude. I'm so, I, I did not know he's 135. When I found out they were fighting, I was like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> he's like, lean. Yeah. And he's he's just he's a solid dude, man. And then with uh, Cheeto Vera, he's always fun. I always enjoy watching his fights. Yeah, you he's know? always fun. Yeah, and he um, he's coming off of his loss to Jose Aldo, which um, I feel like if, besides the last round, I felt like he was winning that fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's coming off of that loss, so he needed this win to prove a point because he had a lot, a lot of hype that was kind of killed because he lost because he beat Sean O'Malley. And then yeah. after that, he loses to Jose Aldo, and um. He he uh, comes back and he beats David Grant by decision, which I think is important because it shows that okay, Cheeto has changed a lot since they last fight. Yeah, fought and because um, their last fight he lost to David Grant by decision. Dude, uh, one of my one of the coolest things I saw though was in the uh, first round, uh, Cheeto Vera was throwing these like tie clinch elbows. Yeah, and, and he sliced he, them open good. Um, he said he learned that, or he he was inspired by John Jones. Really? Yeah, he said he's like, yeah, I love John, watching John Jones. Did he hit a pregnant woman after her? <laughs> with his car? Yeah. No. Oh, well, I mean, I hope not. I don't know. Did he beat up a stripper? I'm not hanging out with him. I don't know. Does he do cocaine? I don't know. Does yeah. he hide under the ring? Take the pills? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. That I, I hope I definitely hope none of us know. But yeah. Um, yeah, Cheeto Vera looked fantastic. But again, Davy Grant was not. There was never a point in that fight where he looked done. He was fighting back the whole time. Right. Uh, he just couldn't keep up with Cheeto Vera. Um, so it was a very exciting fight, uh, pretty bloody fight. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and then you had um Julian Arosa and Sung Woo Woo Choi. Yeah. Sung Woo Choi. Um, which I had Sung Woo Choi picked by decision, and he won by knockout, which I did not expect. <laughs> but I was very happy. I don't think anybody expected that though. Uh, I didn't expect it. I had Julian uh to win by knockout. And uh, I was wrong. 
on the Vertic MMA map, uh, app, I don't think I got any fighters right. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Yeah, I, I start to deteriorate towards the end of the card because I had the wrong people picked, but <laughs> I had Brown by um, second round knockout. I had Silva by first round knockout. I had Grant by decision, which I didn't get. Um, and then I had Choi by knockout. Um, or I had him by decision. Um, and then you had... Alexi Olenek and Sergei Spivak fight, and that was a very entertaining fight. It's a good back and forth heavyweight fight. You yeah. don't see those often, and those guys nope. keeping that same pace. Um, and they, yeah, they fought at a pretty quick pace the entire fight. Yeah. Um, did they slow down? Yes, most people do, but you really don't see that with heavyweights. Yeah, they slow down so so badly when in heavyweights when they go to the decision. Right. Um, but they kept at it. Um, I think what gave Sergey the advantage and what got him the decision win was that he spent a lot of time on top. Um, Sergey was attacking. I mean, he he was throwing punches and Olenek was throwing punches from the bottom. But he's also going for a submission. So I was kind of thinking Olenek was going to win. Yeah. But he didn't, and I wasn't shocked or anything, but. It was just a really good fight. Very, like you said, very back and forth. Um, another bloody fight too. Yeah, uh, he got sliced open in the Olenek got sliced open in the second round. Yeah, uh, right on the top of his hairline, that weird ass mohawk that he does. And it was a good fight though. Uh, I enjoyed it just because I like watching Olenek fight, and I think this is one of Sergey's better fights that shows that he's yeah. not just a uh, looking grinder. good for the brand. Yeah, the polar bear. Who's that? Is that what Sergey Spivak? Is that what he, he goes by, right? Looking good for the Bear brand, Spivak. I like it. <laughs> and so he, uh, yeah, he he went out there and he did. He looked good, man. He showed that he can stand up as well. Um, yeah, uh, he, his striking looked great. Him and Olenek were going after it. Yeah, I forgot he has a win over Tai Tuivasa. Also, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we were talking about that. We were talking about that a yep. long ago. And um, but yeah, man, it was just it was good to see. Uh, I think uh, Olenek is on the. I mean, it's been obvious for why he's on the backside of his career, but. He's still able to go out there and fight a guy who's 26 years old and yeah. keep up with him. And I I hope he can get back in it and get string together some wins to go out on a really cool win. Yeah. Um I'm not saying he's going to get make a title run together, but you know, if he can go out there, so you have Cyril Gone fighting Alexander Volkanovsky um soon and oh, I just said Volkanovsky. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Volkov um, I think that's a really good fight. Mm-hmm. I hope Cyril Gon wins. I'm a huge fan of him. Um, but I and if Volkov loses, um, I hope Olenek can get a win and they get matched up against Volkov and then retire and win. Yeah, I like Volkov a lot, but I want. I think that would be a really cool fight for him and Volkov to fight. I think that'd be awesome. That'd be fun to fight. Um. Because of striking. The striking would be crazy. But Olenek's going to get it to the ground. I didn't know Cyril Gagne is um, 8-0. He is such a, he's yeah. still really fresh in the sport. And he looks, like I, I keep saying this, Cyril Gagne is one of the most complete heavyweight fighters in a very long time. Yep. His striking is very good. And he's not just like a rudimentary boxing uh, heavyweight. He's got very good technique, very good kickboxing. Um and his ground game is good. He's very sound on the ground. So I think he's going to go far. Uh, I think he's moving up really fast. Yeah. Uh, the Volkov fight is a good fight. I think that's it's definitely going to be a good test. It's a true test. Yeah. To see if he really deserves being be in the top five. If he can get in on Volkov's reach, I think yeah. if, if he gets a knockout win, that's a huge deal. Yeah. I hope he does. Uh, I could see him doing something significant with it. Um, he mixes up his kicks really well, yeah. And a lot of heavyweights really don't do that that much. And with Volkov, I mean, that guy's usually bigger than he's bigger than everybody whenever he fights. He'll so, definitely be bigger than Zero Bound. Yeah. And he's got a longer reach, and I think Volkov is going to try to establish that reach very soon. But we'll just have to see what happens with that one. So the but one more fight on the on the fight was the main event was um, Korean Zombie versus Dan Ige. Uh, Korean Zombie won by a decision. Yeah, and it was a uh, it was a good fight, good back and forth. Um, yeah, Ige just didn't look in the fight. Yeah, until like the later rounds. Mm-hmm. But when he started figuring it out, man, he looked good. Yeah. Going to the body and then going to the head, that he looked really good. Um, it just sucks he couldn't do it earlier. Yeah, 
but it was it was a fun fight if you're if you're a Chan Sung Jung fan, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know anyone who isn't. So, yeah. and again, Danny Gay he 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 put himself in that fight towards the end. Um, the I think it was in the fourth round he started switching it up, and uh, his co his coaches were telling him like, hey. You gotta do something different. It's not working. Do something different. And yeah. he noticed it and he went out there and like I said, he he started changing levels and uh what did his his corner told him? Anti wrestling strikes. Um so he started going to the body and they were like, Throw your crosses to his chest, throw him cross straight to his heart. Mm-hmm. Um that's what they're saying, and it worked. Because as soon as he started doing that, yeah. he started catching zombie. And in the fifth round, he looked really good, but Zombie just got him to the ground again. Yeah, dude, and I think Zombie tagged. Zombie had him hurt in the second round, right? In or the second tagged. round, yeah. yeah. Early in the fight, a few times, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he just played it smart, and mm-hmm. he didn't want to rush in on Ige, cause, and that's I don't blame him. not a bad choice. Yeah. Uh, Ige will put you down. And uh, I, I wish I, I do wish Ige would have won though, just because I, I want him to be very successful. He's all around like he, he presents himself like a good guy, but also he's just an exciting fighter because he just likes to get through, go in there and throw down. His nickname's Fifty K for a reason. He's always looking for that bonus. He whether it's knockout or fight of the night, you know. Well, he didn't last night. Did, what's the that? other night? What's that? Well, he didn't look for the finish. No. Well, God I mean, dang it. fuck he, he, he got his ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I, it was a good fight. I'm glad that Chan Sung Jung won because I want him to go on a title run before he leaves. I feel yeah. like he's going to leave soon. Yeah. Because I don't think he can stay competitive a whole lot longer. Yeah, he's 34 years old. He's been doing this for a long time. And, and that's uh, that's the thing. I don't think it's so much the age. I think it's how long he's been doing it. He has it. a lot of miles on him. Um, yeah. And he's got a lot of, like, wars behind him. Yeah. Um, so... You look at the top guys, I think he has trouble with most of them. Yeah, uh, he struggled really bad against Brian Ortega. Yeah, Ortega uh, looked great. Yeah, Ortega put it on him. I mean, I remember we had, uh, what's it called, so confused why Ortega was still ranked like number one or two. He hadn't fought since he got beat up by Max Holloway. He comes back into that fight. So that's it's his comeback like, fight. Oh. And he fucked that. He he really did fuck up uh, Chen Sung Jung. Like, he beat the shit out of him. He dropped him a couple times just yeah. within the first two rounds. Um, but I think Chan Sung Jung, um, he said that a fight with him and Max Holloway makes sense. And I mean, I, I agree. I think that's, that's, I think for Max Holloway, besides the title fight, that's the most exciting fight I can think of. Yeah. And, uh, so whenever Max Holloway comes back, um, he pulled out of his fight against Gary Rodriguez. And right now they're talking about Giga Chikadze, uh, taking that fight, which, Giga is freaking crazy. <laughs> he's always taking fights on short notice, man. He's okay with it though. That's what's yeah. scary. And he not only is he okay with it, but he goes in there and he wins. Yeah. Every freaking time. Uh, so that dude, he's gonna be difficult for Yair to beat. But that's what Yair does. Yeah. Is he beats the guys who are difficult to beat? Look, at, I, look what he did to Chan Sung Jung. Yeah. Uh, I think. That's what that fight made me mackerel. I thought Chan Sung Jung was winning that yeah. fight. And Just then, a few seconds then left, and he would have. Loses by a back elbow. Like, yeah, which we tried to explain it last week. Uh, again, if if you haven't seen it, just look up your Yair Rodriguez yeah. uh, elbow KO, and it'll come up. It's freaking weird. It's hard to explain. It's out of nowhere. I don't know how he bends his arm that way. Like I feel like I would tear my rotator cuff. You're basically doing a Kimura to yourself almost. Yeah. They just like yanked that bitch up there and I was like, damn, like um but yeah, um it was I don't know, we'll see what happens though. I think Giga versus Yair makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, I think it makes more sense than him versus Max. Cause like I was saying, it's just like, you know, uh Yair Rodriguez has been out for a little while. He got in trouble with the whole USADA thing. And then but um we've never really seen like Yair ever really get tested. Like he's been tested against top fighters but not at that certain level. And I think, um, what's that? Anytime he gets a chance to do so, he fucks it up somehow, you know? And I think uh, him versus Max would have been a very tough fight for him. But I think him versus Giga just makes more sense. You know, he has to, he has to go out there and prove why he's one of the best. And I'll be honest, as exciting as that fight is, I think Max Holloway would have just pieced him up the whole fight. I think so too. Um, Jair likes to make you get scrappy so that he can catch you with something cool um and it's not that he's trying to get a cool flashy knockout that's just how he fights um so whenever you start 
throwing down with him, he'll mm-hmm. catch you. Yeah. Um, Max Holloway, he doesn't, as much as Max Holloway likes to make it seem like he's brawling and throwing down with you, he's not. Yeah. He's a technical, he's got amazing technical boxing in MMA and he, he looks good doing it. Yeah. He keeps you at a distance and he just punches you in the face. Um, so I wouldn't say it's so much of a brawl, but that's what Yair would want, and that's not what Max Holloway would do. Yeah, I don't think Yair would get in on his reach. I don't think so either. And I think uh, Max Holloway would just be two steps ahead of him the whole fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, him and Giga just make more sense though. And I agree that uh, Holloway and um, Zombie make sense. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that makes cool. great sense. I think uh, let both, him rest up. They both look like they've learned a lot since their losses. Uh, so. I wish, uh, what's that? Max Holloway would fight more often. Sometimes though, man. Yeah. Um, just he's he hasn't fought since January, and it sucks. And then they finally find him a fucking fight, and then he gets injured. Yeah. It's like God, man. So he's probably gonna be back to like maybe fall. Well, and so, which gives yeah, uh, chance to be ready. Yeah, gives him plenty of time to heal up after a five round fight. I don't know, Dana. It makes sense. Yeah, make it happen. Fuck Sean Shelby. He doesn't know what he's yeah. doing. I don't. Yeah. He's a matchmaker, I guess yeah. he's the name I should have said. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sometimes I miss Joe Silva, then I realize how much of a piece of shit he really was. Yeah, the stories you'll hear about Joe Silva yeah. are crazy, how poorly he treated people. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it was, it was business. Yeah. But come on, man. It's only business. They're humans. Yeah. He, uh, what Joe Silva, Joe Silva was the old matchmaker. Some of the exciting fights you see back in the day were because of Joe Silva. Like, yeah. He knew the fights to make, but... He would make fighters, if they didn't want to renew their contract, he would make them take one last tough fight that he knew that they would lose every single time. Like, they would go out there and get absolutely fucking destroyed. Like, it happened to Nick Diaz. They tried to do it to Nick Diaz when he fought Robbie Lawler, and he knocked out Robbie Lawler. They tried to do it to Brendan Schaub. Yeah, tried to do it to Brendan Schaub. Joe didn't like Brendan Schaub at all. No. And he talks about that pretty often. Can you blame him? Uh, Look, man, Brendan Schaub's not so bad. Mm. It's it's just when he talks. Yeah. Well, that's all he does now. He's a comedian. He is a comedian. Yeah. Well, I mean, he paid for his Netflix special, but that's a whole different story. Actually, so right now there's some stuff going on with him and uh, Logan Paul. He went to Logan Paul's locker room after the Floyd Mayweather match, and mm-hmm. he was like, saying, he was cheering with them and all this stuff, saying how he beat Floyd Mayweather. And he's oh, like, yeah. oh, it's crazy, dude. In what world did he beat Floyd Mayweather? Stop sucking his dick and tell him, hey, man, good fight. You survived. I mean. Yeah. Like, you looked good at the end of the first round. Yeah. Cool. And someone came out and told me I beat the best in the world. Like, one of the best. After that performance. After that performance in the exhibition bout. They're like, man, you beat him. You beat him. They're like, what the fuck? No, I didn't. Like, I just managed to survive 24 minutes with him. That was it. Uh, I don't get it, man. I, I get why that would feel like a win. Yeah, but you didn't, not a, not in the sense that you won the fight. Yeah, I would just be like, hey, man, I'm pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, he uh, Darren Till said he needs to be removed from the MMA community. Yeah, I thought that was funny. That was really funny. And then um, oh, uh, also um, Patty Pimlet is rumored to make his debut in September. It's about freaking time. Yeah, he's been signed for almost a year, I think. And hasn't gotten a fight. I don't know what the deal is. I'm so excited to watch him fight, but if the UFC can't get him a fight, like, what are y'all doing? Yeah, it's it's not hard. I mean, the lightweight division's pretty stacked. They have plenty of fighters in yeah. that division. They, there's no reason why he shouldn't be. He should be waiting this long. Um, Unless book they him, don't want to fight him. Book him against uh, Giga Chikadze. Yeah, Giga just got to move up for no reason. He's yep. just got to hurt his career a little bit. Yep. Because <laughs> he's on his way up in his weight class. But he, he just won't have to cut weight. It's all good. They yeah. don't like each other. That would be a great fight. Because I, they don't I, like it each would other. be. It would be a fun fight. It makes no sense. But what well, kind of does? But I don't think it makes sense at all. Patty Pimlet was shitting on the country of Georgia. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense for the fight to happen. I don't know, man. We got to book this like a pro wrestling fucking type thing. Oh. So. Yeah, you just got to get a promo going where Giga's <laughs> veins are popping out of his forehead. You got fucking Pimbley in the, a Pimblet in the back just fucking speaking straight Cockney. Jeez. Like an episode of Peaky Fucking Blinders. <laughs> like, hey, man. Don't talk don't talk to us about Peaky Blinders. But. So. <laughs> anyway. Um, what else is there? 
There you go. Oh, we were discussing the Orlando Sanchez thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we already talked about that. What's that? We already talked about that. Well, 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 we we uh we were talking about like you know uh, doing dirty moves in a fight. Oh, yeah. right. Want to say that one for the podcast? Yeah, let's yeah. do that now. Um. Yeah, man. I don't know. Like, I I don't agree with it. So, so, so the topic, uh, which anyone listening, for the love of God, comment on YouTube. Talk to us. Yeah. Let us know. Um, but if you've made it this far and you're listening, uh, where you at? Four times as funky. Where you been? Uh, where has he been? I don't know, man. Miss that guy. Don't talk to us no more. He made it exciting. <laughs> Um, but so, so what we're talking about, the topic is, um, are moves like the one that John Jones did to Glover Teixeira, where he tore up his labrum by, um, getting his overhook and then hyperextending his elbow, uh, the oblique kicks that you throw to legs. Are those dirty moves? I don't agree. I don't think that they're dirty. I think they are just techniques to make your opponent uncomfortable and in pain. Um, I think uh, moves that are dirty are illegal. Right. And that's what makes them dirty. Moves that are legal, they are okay to do. Well, they're not dirty by nature. Right. Um, So, like, one thing we were talking about is when um, a lot of wrestlers do this, they'll put their hand on your face to cover your mouth to mess up your, to disrupt your breathing. Yeah. Um, I think that's perfectly fine, but I don't think it's okay to start moving your fingers, letting your fingers, you know, wander a little into the eyeballs. Yeah. That's not okay. Maurice Green. Yeah. Wrong. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Sonnen did it to Anderson. I think that was perfectly fine. John Jones does the oblique kicks all the time. He did the, um, hyperextending the elbow. Um, but that's what Orlando Sanchez did to Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland was saying it was dirty. It's absolutely dirty in the setting that that happened in. Yeah. Um, but in a fight, I don't think that's dirty at all. I think it's dirty in a fight, though, because I, th- I understand you are in the hurt business. You're trying to hurt your opponent, but you're not trying to put your opponent on the shelf, you know, and cause a severe injury that's not even like a knockout or submission. Like you are going to fuck something up doing something like that. Like when Tyron Woodley, this is something I thought about. When Tyron Woodley fought Carlos Condit and he went for that takedown and he tore uh, Carlos Condit's uh, ACL in that fight, right? So, um, and they, everyone was saying, well, um, fucking T- Con- Carlos kind of twisted his knee. That's all that's really happened. But Tyron Woodley came out and said, he's like, no, that's just a, it's a, just a, it's a wrestling move I did to him. He's like, I took him down like close distance. So, because I know if when he, when I took him down, when he fell back, his, his foot would get stuck under him and it would tear his knee up. He's like, I used to do it all the time in, in college, you know, like that's dirty. Cause you know that you're taking them down with the intent of twisting their knee. And well, well, when you throw punches to knock someone out, yeah. when you're trying to knock someone out, yeah. do you not, um, have the intention to hurt them and knock them out? Right. Like, of course you do. Yeah. Um, you have no idea what that's going to do to them. You just know that's your goal. What happens if you knock someone out? I mean, look at what your eye hall did to uh, his name, Josh. Which one? The dude on the Ultimate Fighter when he had the uh, hook kick, spinning back. Uh, oh, Adam kick. Sella. Adam, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look what he did to him. Uh, do you think that guy's competed since then? I'm not sure if he has. I'm gonna look that up right now. But that's the reason that your eye hall feels bad is because he thinks it's dirty. Like, right. no, man, look at what Chell was telling you. This is what you do. You went, you went, you went out there and you did your job, mm-hmm. and that's what's expected of you. You did nothing wrong. Um, it's not dirty. Um, right. Well, dirt, yeah, knockouts aren't dirty. Yeah. But you could end someone's life that way. Right. How about when um, Casey O'Neill didn't let go of the choke until the ref stopped her, even though she knew uh, the girl was unconscious? Mm-hmm. Is that dirty? No. Why not? Well, because that's that might put, that might put uh, that girl on the shelf because you're killing her brain. Right. It's not like she held her for like a long time. She wasn't out. No, but I'm just the time. you know it's not like yeah when you hyperextend someone's elbow yeah you know you're gonna tear their forearm off of the arm completely yeah or yeah. tear your rotator cuff and you're out for a year. That's just a year. Yeah, a year. <laughs> just a year. Hey. Uh, I just don't agree with uh, dirty moves like that. Like, I understand, like, the oblique kick, you know, like, going to the oblique kick. Like, 
that knee is meant to hyperextend your kneecap and tear up things in your knee so you can't so you're you're completely off of one limb now you're fighting off of one leg that entire fight you know like whenever uh jose aldo and chan sung jung fought for the title um what's that uh, korean zombie dislocated his shoulder going for a punch over um over um what's that jose aldo's punch was like a counter punch and he is uh arm dislocated shoulder dislocated and the first thing jose aldo does when he sees it is he kicks it and it kicks him in the shoulder Adam Chella is nine and nine in his last eighteen fights. Yeah, that's and funny. he's mostly fighting in the Shamrock. Oh, really? uh, Shamrock FC. Really? Yeah. Um, he was he did a few fights in Bellator, but anyway, anyway. Um, but I, I I just don't think they're dirty because you're trying to hurt them, just like you're trying to hurt them with any other thing you do in MMA. Right. Anything you do is trying to hurt them. So when you're trying to hurt them in a different way than punching or kicking or choking mm. I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that they're just techniques right um again there's a setting for it if you're not doing it in a fight maybe don't torque so much maybe don't throw so much power into oblique i do oblique kicks all the time yeah when we spar yeah it's, it's not dirty it's just a move it's dirty it's not dirty you fucking what's it called? how often do they hyperextend your knee uh well we're not throwing out like full speed or anything like that no yeah. we're not so all I'm doing it to just stop you right and it works it looks like cross facing in jiu-jitsu like that's dirty watch your fingers that's all I can it's say about that it's a technique I don't think be, because it's a technique yeah. I don't think that it is inherently dirty just because it might hurt you right or cause some distress like that is the whole object of what you're doing in there right you everything so in jujitsu using your elbows to uh hurt make them uncomfortable is that dirty what's that you <laughs> using your elbows to push up, to grind up against someone in jujitsu uh right. to make them uncomfortable is that dirty a little bit but i don't think so that's what it's there for it's like whenever you're in half guard and that doesn't mean you can tear someone's fucking rotator cuff like. in a fight no, I think it definitely does in a fight. No, I don't agree with that at all. Well, like, what I about just... what about arm bars? Arm bars, but that's a submission. So is John? You're telling me what he did was not a submission. That he, is absolutely a submission. He did that with the whole intent of tearing that rotator cuff. It's a submission. That is a known technique. Everyone knows that. That's what the that's what the wizards for. Just about right. The wizards to to escape, but uh, you hold it. And that's what it does. You you're already in that position. That's what it's for. Right. Those are known techniques. They are submissions. Arm bars potentially worse because you're putting more body weight and you're putting your hips into it. Can you imagine if you put the amount of effort into your hips as you would as, as if John Jones had an arm bar on Glover Teixeira? Yeah. And he put the amount of effort he put into his hips that he put into his arms, Glover Teixeira's arm would have broke off for sure. It would have broke and it would have been disgusting to look at. Why is one okay and one's not like armbar versus that or, yeah. or like an old, because it's just, it's just dirty. Like it's just, but it's, it's not, you can't, your, your reason can't be because it's dirty, right? Your reason has to explain why it's dirty. Okay. So, with an armbar like that is an actual submission. Well, so is the other one. Just because, like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't That's, see it's it. It's just a fact. Like, that is just a submission. You go into right. the jiu-jitsu world, everyone does it all the time. Yeah, but. Like, for, that's a thing. I've never seen that before. Besides, like, I've seen it a couple times, but I don't ever hear people. Because it's it. not, you don't normally want to leave your arm in that position. Right. And that's why Orlando Sanchez did it. He's because, he's like, all right, you're going to leave your arm here. Then I'm going to do this. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like the, um corkscrew or the can opener it's not a submission you see very often because guys people don't just sit in that in that position yeah um so if if someone does you might as well right lover to share was perfectly fine leaving his arm there so john jones took advantage of it i don't think it was dirty yeah no i don't know i just i think it's just when it comes to move like that it's just like i was saying it's just when it comes to the armbar, someone's going to tap to an armbar. When it comes to those kinds of moves, people, those moves don't just, aren't just simple moves. Those moves are going to hurt you for a very long time. You're not going to be able to move that shoulder the right way. You're not going to move your knee the right way. Well, do you, you know? not have the same um, opportunity to tap to that as you would an armbar? No. Why not? 
because it happens quick as fuck. It literally happens so, so fast. So you, you can't tap to it. I mean, you can. You can tap to anything. You can tap to strikes. Yeah. You can tap Matt to Sarah leg kicks. Did it. GSP yeah. did it. Yeah. To Mansara. Yeah. Mansara did it to GSP. I don't think he did. I don't remember if he tapped or not. Matt Sarah. But did. anyway. He did. He did? Okay. Yeah. Knees to the ribs. They were dirty. He said he did. And, and the good kind of dirty. <laughs> yeah, the good kind of dirty. Uh, uh-huh. but it's free real estate whenever <laughs> they come to play pets. Like, it's free real estate. It, it is. I'm surprised you don't see it more often. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, um, but no, I. your hips can do so much more damage mm-hmm. to the arm, to, the, to that joint, than your arm can. Right. So why is one dirty and one's not? Mm-hmm. It could probably just come down to a respecting then. Well, I mean, it's like, not about no. what it could do. Yeah. You tell me what it, the, your reason is. <laughs> like, well, just because, okay, you look at the armbar, like that's a respected submission. People get armbars. Okay. And you look at, like, with that torque that you get from the underhook, it's not a respected submission. It's just like, fuck, dude, like, you're going to fuck somebody up doing that. Like, But it, but it is in the jiu-jitsu world. Yeah. I've never seen anybody else use that. And again, it's because they don't leave them their arms in that position. Yeah. For a reason. That's yeah. the reason. Because it's bad. It'll it'll hurt you. Uh, and it, it 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 is because it happens really quick. Right. Um, but the armbar. I mean, look what look what happened to Murata in the fight she had. Her arm had to have been hurt. Um, and then whenever she put some pressure on it, it caved. Um, look at what uh, GSP's armbar on Dan Hardy. If GSP had the right positioning, he would have broke that guy's arm. Yeah. For sure. Like, it was bad. Um, so what your hips could do is so much more damaging than what your arms can do. Right. And, uh, well, fucking, what's that? And I'm sure, what's going back to that for the Murata fight, like, I think John, uh, John D. Uh, Hoba, I think she knew that the arm was pretty fucked when she had it in the arm bar. Yeah, I mean, she had that armbar in deep for a while. Um, like I said, Murata got out of it, but mm-hmm. but again, I think I, don't, I think they're both clean. I think they're clean techniques. They're just they're legal techniques that you're allowed to yeah. do because there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah, but just because a technique is uh, not against the rule doesn't make it clean, though. Why not? Because it just causes too much <laughs> injury to it, and like it, but maybe you're in there to it, injure may, them. Maybe what. Somewhat, yeah. I mean, you're trying to, yes, you're trying to win the fight, but you're not trying to fuck that dude up to where he's out for this serious amount of time. Well, that's not your surgeries and stuff like that. That's not your concern, though. Yeah. It's like whenever Vitor Belfort had that arm bar on uh, John Jones, he said he heard that thing pop. He felt it pop. And he just, um, and he he eased up on it because he was like, I didn't want to break his arm. And he lost that fight. Yeah. Uh, Fabrizio Verdue, he was getting that guy real good. He said he felt him tap, and so he didn't want to keep going, and he lost that fight. Yeah. Well, he didn't lose it anymore, but he lost that fight at the moment. You tap or I snap. <laughs> you, that is, I, I, that's the rule. Right. That is the unwritten rule. If you want to talk unwritten rules, that is it. Uh, you tap or I snap. Yeah. Um, if you don't tap, you're going to get hurt. Right. Everyone knows this. Going into that fight, everyone knows this. If someone's doing something to your arm and you're like, oh, holy crap, this hurts a lot. Yeah. Maybe tap. Glover Teixeira should have tapped. Yeah. Maybe it could just be a situational thing that I just don't agree with. Like, maybe it's because Orlando Sanchez did it to Sean Strickland. And the, yeah, that I absolutely up. agree with. Yeah. Uh, that's dirty. You gotta, He's got a fight coming up. Don't yeah. try to destroy his arm. Like, if you got him in an arm bar and you're, like, <laughs> torquing your hips... What? I just, he fucking backhands him in the face after he, <laughs> he just, does the back fist. Yeah. <laughs> and Orlando Sanchez just takes it. He's like, okay, what's wrong with you? Why'd you punch me in the fucking face? <laughs> and then he front kicks him to the gut. <laughs> and he doesn't even move. Like, no. um, But no, I, I agree with that. I In that setting, it's very dirty. Because um, you're, you're there to help each other. And if you're just trying to hurt the guy, you know, that's not good. Yeah, um, but in a fight, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, you're trying to hurt them. You are trying to injure them. You're trying to go in there and do whatever you can to put that guy away. Yeah. So if that means hyperextending his elbow, putting some torque into it, tearing something up, make him stop, make him quit fighting you. Do what you gotta do. Yeah. Now, 
if you move that around and you start doing it to his fingers, that's dirty because that's it's illegal. Been, it's been the ablations of joints, yeah. Yeah, so you're not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you do it to his wrist, that's a submission. Um, I can't remember what it's called. There's a submission in jiu-jitsu where you have their uh, forearm and a key lock, and you're bending their wrist backwards. It's a very easy one. Most people aren't going to do it because most people, again, they don't leave their arms there. Um, but you end up like this, and they're pushing your hand down like this. Yeah. Uh, so it's, which I know nobody can see what I'm doing. Uh, but <laughs> it's pretty much your hands going the opposite way. Yeah, I'm going to fold your hand backwards um, and see, you know, it hurts. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, so that, I think, would be is perfectly okay. Yeah. So what's the difference between that, which could easily break your wrist, uh, versus what John Jones did to Glover Teixeira? Yeah. I'm asking you. You're asking, oh. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, I just think that what John Jones did was pretty – what he did to Glover Teixeira was fucked up because Glover Teixeira was out of it the rest of the fight. He couldn't do anything with that. He could, he could barely even pick up his left arm. And, and that's how John Jones won. Yeah. So, you gotta do what you gotta do to get the win. Yeah, apparently John Jones take that serious. So I mean, you should. Yeah, well, I mean, like doing it worked what he out has for him, do. didn't it? I mean, fuck. <laughs> I'll bring up drug tests. God damn it! So like, you can't bring outside of the cage stuff because that's I'm specifically affected, talking about it, in the cage. Affected inside the cage though. Yeah, but we're not talking about that. Has nothing to do with what he did to Glover to share his arn. Oh, I thought it was about like just career wise. No, say affected a lot. So, this is what you have to do to try to make yourself sound right. I'm not sounding right. It's obvious you're sounding right right now. <laughs> but prove me wrong. Uh, uh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> so um, that I thought. I thought the Tyrone Woodley part would be enough to like <laughs> prove my but point. But that's a technique, and it, if yeah. you know, that's the thing that people do in wrestling. Uh, and he brings it to MMA, and it worked. Good on you. Yeah. Uh, Why do you feel like tearing someone's ACL is dirty? I mean, is breaking someone's leg by checking it dirty? No, it's defense. <laughs> well, one's <laughs> offense. Why is it, why is it dirty? Well, I was just asking because it's just like okay, one is a defensive move and the other is taking someone out of the fight game for nine months. Well, it's, technically, you're just trying to take them down. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, that was like the way that he took him down. He even said that. He yeah, that was the intention. Person. But you never know. Yeah. So it's the same thing as checking a leg kick. You never know if it's going to break their leg in half. You just do it because that's what you're doing. Yeah. So, everybody, let us know your thoughts. Uh, I'd love to know. Uh, we got. Uh, <laughs> We're going to let you know we got a lot of fights coming up soon. Uh, we got some updates on Carlos Nava that'll be coming up soon. And we're excited. We got some Fury amateur fights coming up that are exciting. Uh, we'll let y'all know next time. <laughs>